Well, welcome to Maison Church. It's great to see all of your wonderful smiling faces here this morning on a sunny morning. Even though it's a little hot outside, it's sunny, so that's good. My name is Cindy, and we want to welcome here to Maison Church. We know you have a lot of choices to do on a Sunday morning. Sleep in, go to the beach, go to Disney, <laughs> go to IHOP for pancakes, you know, any of that. So we are grateful that you're here, and we want to welcome you all to um, this greater space. Maison is a Greek word meaning greater, and the mission of Maison is to create greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. So we want to welcome you to have that. Um, right now, our Maison kids, if you can join Ms. Kylan in the back, she's standing there waiting for you. You guys are going to have some fun back there. And then I'm going to go ahead and give you some announcements for this morning. Um, behind me, you're going to see a digital connect card. If you want to scan the QR code to sign up for events, we got a, a lot of summer events coming up. Um, so go ahead and sign up for those, submit a pair request, or just say hi. We like to say hi, too. You know, we're friendly like that. Um, this coming Tuesday, to, uh, Mission Ladies Group is meeting this Tuesday evening at 6 o'clock, I believe. Um, at Royal Park Plaza, scan the QR code or talk to Erin Bruschert. Um, there, and she's sitting right over there with her hand waving. Uh, we have a game night this Friday, July 14th. There will be hospitality training right after service today, so stick around for that. There is a potluck next week after service. I'm going to be in Denver visiting my family, um, but... Potluck is awesome here, so bring a dish, enjoy, have some fellowship. Um, next Sunday also, our very own Marco Thomas and the Gainesville Big Band. They are going to have a concert here next Sunday at 2. Get your tickets early because we're expecting standing room only, right? He's hoping for standing room only anyway. Um, the tickets are $10 in advance, $15 at the door. You can also visit GainesvilleBigBand.com or see Ms. Marco right when, um, after, the, after the service to get more information. Mr. Marco, sorry. I haven't had my second cup of coffee yet, so you know. Um, this, today we are starting a brand new series, Summer Jams, um, where we look for spiritual truths in popular songs. Um, this year... We're excited to have Pastor Miranda kicking it off. But before we do that, what is everybody's favorite boy band? You're not just saying that because, because that's the theme, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> we... <laughs> The almond ran around, right? All right. We are excited to have Pastor Miranda, my friend, kicking it off this new series. So check it out.
last week, you were able to enjoy some Sabbath rest. I know for me, it was nice to sleep in a little bit on a Sunday, have some time to catch up on all the little things that get neglected when you're busy doing life. And as we have said before, we're starting our series, Summer Jams. Now, last year, if you were with us, we also did Summer Jams, and we did Tom Petty's Won't Back Down, and we looked at Losing My Religion by R.E.M., and we also had a cover of um, Million Reasons by Lady Gaga. So if you haven't seen that series, you should go check it out, okay? Um, this year, as they said, we're starting the series with Backstreet Boys, As Long As You Love Me. Anybody know what year this song was released? It was released in 1997, and this is actually the same year that I started high school. So I have my freshman picture. <laughs> yeah, this is actually, um, picture day was like uh, maybe a few days after we went to a beach retreat, or not retreat, we went down to the beach for the day with our youth group, and so I was pretty sunburned. Um, and then, let's see, I also have another photo from that same time. This is one from after church. Um, our youth group went over to the nursing home. I'm not even sure why we went over to the nursing home, but these were some of the people in my youth group. And I know where most of these people still are. Um, and then, let's see. And I, I don't know if you could tell in that picture, but my eyes aren't open. And I still struggle with that in pictures. So. Um, Aaron is my good buddy, and when we take pictures, we definitely double-check that our eyes are still open. Um, <laughs> now, this version of me from high school was also involved in marching band. So there's some of my band photos. Yeah, yeah, this was, this was my freshman year. Um, my junior and senior year, I got to be the band major, drum major, which was lots of fun. So this is where I was in 1997. Our lead team, let's see, who do we have up next? This is Kevin. <laughs> this is Kevin in 1997. I, I want to say that he's probably like, he would be like early college years. Um, and then this is Drake in 1997. <laughs> I know, I know. Isn't he such a baby? <laughs> I feel so old. Well, you know. <laughs> um, I think it's really amazing to see like all the different stages of life that we were in and how the three of us really get to work together here and create some of these greater spaces. Now, this year we're leaning into boy bands because I'm sure the Disciples are probably one of the original boy bands. Yeah. Um, I wonder what kind of songs the Disciples sang around the campfire at night. Do you think they sang love songs or worship songs? Or maybe did they have the latest pop song? Has anybody seen the movie A Knight's Tale? Yeah. Do you know the part where they're in there and they're jousting? Do you remember what song they start playing? We Will Rock You. Do you think they really sang that at that time? that's not what they were singing but because they put that song in that's a song that we're familiar with and so it makes that experience so much more relatable for us by using that popular song it relates to the current audience now we're going to look at psalms today and the 
we, in the Bible, we have this book of Psalms, and the Psalms are a collection of poems, songs, and prayers. There happens to be 150 of them, okay? Now, as a child, I'm going to teach you this little trick. If you have a physical Bible, there's some in the pews in front of you if you want to try it, okay? If you have a physical Bible, if you hold it and then you open it right in the center, you should land in Psalms, huh? You got Job? <laughs> it's pretty close. But if you open it right in the center, right about the center, you should be able to find Psalms. Now, this collection of poems, songs, and even some prayers is super expressive. You have psalmists who are crying out. They're expressing their joys and their sorrows, their hopes and their frustrations, their laments and their praises. And we have poets who do that now. But the place where we're most familiar with this is in music. So let's look at our song for today. The opening line says, although loneliness has always been a friend of mine, I'm leaving my life in your hands. Now in verse, okay, so I happen to look at Psalms 25 and it has some similar lines. In verse 16, the psalmist cries out, turn to me and have mercy for I am alone and in deep distress. Sounds like he's pretty lonely too. But back in verse 1, it started out with, Oh Lord, I give my life to you. Our singer's lonely and trusting that someone will help him. Our next set of lines continue to explore this idea of trusting, even when it sounds irrational. He says, People say I'm crazy and that I am blind, risking it all in a glance. And how you got me blind is still a mystery. I can't get you out of my head. This definitely sounds a little bit like infatuation, where they just want to know more about this person. Now, in Psalms 25, verses 4 and 5, it says, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Our song continues. Don't care what is written in your history as long as you're here with me. I think this sounds like the ending of Psalms 25. Verse 20 starts with, guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope, Lord, is in you. Then we get to the chorus, and we really see that this is a love song. Now, one of my favorite things about music and also life is how our perspective can change the way we see and experience different lyrics and events. Now, I'm gonna be honest, I think of all those poor umpires before the advent of the replay camera. Oh my gosh. All right, however, we're mostly looking at music. So let's look at some lyrics and we're gonna decide if this line is from a love song or a worship song. So if it's a love song, you can put a good little heart up and if it's a worship song, you can put your hands up, okay? So here's our first one. I'm going to love you forever, forever and ever, amen. It's a love song or a worship song? That's right. It's Randy Travis. This is Randy Travis. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this one. So this is actually one when I was a child, I would go to my grandparents' house. They watched me, and they had a record player, and we would put this on on the record player and listen to it. Um, so that was one of my favorite ones. All right, our next one, love song or worship song? What a beautiful name it is 
Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. Anybody know the next part of the line? That's right, the name of Jesus. All right, here's your next one. Everything I do, I do it for you. That's a love song? Yeah, that's a love song. Brian Adams did it? All right. All right, here's your next one. Your love is fierce like a hurricane that I can't escape. Is it a love song or a worship song? Love song or worship song? Ooh, we got some mixed, <laughs> some mixed. Yeah. Ah, oh, this one is a worship song. Your love is fierce like a hurricane that I can't escape. What's the next line? Do you remember it, Drake? No? Okay. All right, here's the next one. Oh, I love the way you hold me. By my side, you'll always be. You take each and every day. Make it special in some way. Love song or worship song? It's actually a worship song. Drake shared this one with me. Um, who'd you say sang it with Toby Mac? Jamie Grace and Toby Mac sang it together. Yep. All right. Here's our next one. He is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane. I am a tree. Worship. Yeah, that's a worship song. That's a worship song. All right, how about this next one? I am who you say I am. Yeah, that's another worship song. All right, how about this next one? I can't help falling in love with you. Ah, yeah, that's a love song. All right, here's my next one. I feel a warm wind blowing, melting all the sadness off of my soul. And I smell the sweet cherry blossoms pouring all their gladness into my soul. This is a worship song. Yeah, we've sang this one here recently, I think, a few weeks ago. All right, um, here's the next one. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one who guides my heart. That is a worship song. Yeah. Were some of them not what you expected? <laughs> um, all right, so the chorus for As Long As You Love Me says, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did, as long as you love me. I'm going to admit, the first time I heard this, it sounded a little desperate. <laughs> like, does this, does this person just want to be loved and they have no standards for who it is that loves them? I mean, we all want love. And if we're honest, we really want someone who's going to love us like this, right? Someone who doesn't care about our bad days or our background or our bad behaviors or someone who isn't turned off by our past. The psalmist is continually crying out to God, not only in Psalms 25, but in many of the others, because he knows who God is and what he can do for him. So who in our lives loves us with unconditional love? The most common example is parents. And while most parents do love their children with an unconditional love, I know not everyone feels that's true. And it's hard to share a single story that shows my parents unconditional love. It's something that's been built over a lifetime. It's when they support you, 
even though the choices you made weren't the ones they wanted you to make. And it's shown when they place your happiness above their own suffering, and it's shown in the small things they do each day. Now, the other place we find unconditional love is from our pets. Yeah. There's one story that comes to mind, and it's Hashiko, a Japanese Akita. Hashiko was adopted in, by a Japanese university professor in 1924, and their morning routine included walking to the train station where the professor would leave to teach at Tokyo University. In the evening, he'd return by the same train at the same time, and they would walk back home together. Hashiko would meet him back at the train station to walk back home with him. However, in May of 1925, the professor suffered an intracerebral hemorrhage during one of his lectures, and he never returned. Hashiko continued to return to the train station every day for almost the next decade. Yeah. All right. So we've all experienced conditions on love. Maybe you've only felt loved when you felt like you met a physical expectation. Or maybe you felt like you needed to act in a certain way. Or maybe you only felt love as long as you were easy to love. God loves us with an unconditional love. God doesn't care who we are, where we're from, or what we've done. God doesn't care how we identify ourselves, Jews or Gentiles, straight or LGBTQIA. God doesn't care what we might have done in our past, and there are quite a few characters in the Bible who are from less than glamorous backgrounds who are part of the family tree of Jesus. If we look at Psalms 31, 7 and 8, the psalmist says, I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles, and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemies, but have set me in a safe place. And God would love for you to know that you too are worthy, just as you are, to be loved by him. Now, you may never have experienced this unconditional love, but we are pressing into it. We want to press into what it means to love unconditionally, to love without strings attached. What does it even look like to love without strings attached? It means accepting people just as they are, their flaws, their sins, their imperfections, and knowing that love changes people. The longer I've lived, the more I've experienced love to be a two-way street. The only way I'm loved unconditionally is when I'm willing to also love in the same way. That love is a choice. It's a choice to put someone else at the center of my life and a choice that I constantly have to make. So while this song was one that was also playing through my head, another one that was in my head this week was Nat King Cole and his song, Nature Boy. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. In Matthew 22, we have this account in verses 33, sorry, 34 to 40. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with his question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, 
and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love, according to Jesus in this passage, is the one word the whole Bible can be summed up in. We're told to love God, the God who doesn't care who we are or where we're from or what we've done. And part of how we show that we love God is by loving, by loving others as we love ourselves. Part of how God shows love through the law and prophets is by guiding us away from things that might cause us harm. Now, are we always great at loving ourselves? No. But I think we learn to love ourselves. As we learn to love ourselves, we show ourselves more grace. We learn to show those around us that same grace, which feels an awful lot like love. Now, loving others doesn't mean fully embracing things that have hurt you. And loving yourself can sometimes mean setting boundaries. In 1 Corinthians 13, we're told many characteristics of love, such as love is patient and kind. It rejoices when truth wins out, and it is always hopeful. One other characteristic of love is that it doesn't harm others. We always have a choice to love. Showing God's unconditional love to others looks like choosing love in each interaction we have. When in doubt on what to do, we should choose to love. When we are hurt, we should choose to love. When we are tired and frustrated, we should choose love. When we are feeling lonely, choose love. Because God's unconditional love always chooses us. Lord, you all know, you know that we suffer with loneliness and that sometimes it can take quite a bit to put our life, to put trust and put our life in your hands. Thank you for loving us. No matter who we are, where we're from, or what we've done, you know, the one thing you ask is that we also love you.